0: Uh, when we spoke to Maka a couple of days ago, he was excited about the future of our white ball team. Despite the losses in Pakistan, the Black Caps have enjoyed plenty of success over the past decade in all forms of the game. And for many, the future looks exciting. Long-serving New Zealand Zealand Cricket Chief Executive David White has been a massive part of that. And yesterday he announced he'll be stepping down from that role in August. Mark Richardson, Rigger, as well as us this morning to talk about the legacy he leaves behind. Morning, Rigger. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. good. morning, you guys. Hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, do you believe this is the right time for David White to, to step aside, or is this overdue?
1: Um, well, I'm sort of surprised and, and not surprised at the same time. He's been there for a decent amount of time, uh, and he's navigated New Zealand through some fairly choppy waters. And, um, and New Zealand's had great results under David White. You, you can't deny that um should he have gone early i don't know i think he was having success um why is he gone this time uh so, you know those, those waters look choppier to tell you the truth and maybe he's just he's just had enough but i i think there's some um, when it comes to player availability um you know you you look at the trent bolt situation could just be the tip of the iceberg and um maybe he's just thinking you know what I, i've done all i can and it's up for maybe for a, a fresh set of eyes and, and, a, and a new brain to deal with the challenges. Hey Mark, it's Kempe, mate. Uh, good to chat to you this morning. What's going to go down as his great achievement in the role? Oh, I think the success of, of the black caps, I think, it, I guess when you see of, of a company like that, um, you know, you need good financial books and BOD Accounts New Zealand has done well and, and New Zealand has to live off the scraps when it comes to what we get in international national cricket and it's hard when you've got a you're only in an economy of five million people as well uh seen as a little bit of a cricket in the no matter how how well we go in the world um you know it's always going to be difficult to generate your own funds i think he's done a pretty good good job there i think he's been very focused on the money but at the same time he's he's been able to get decent results for new zealand um as much as i hate to say it because he was a northern district player i think he's been very good
0: you spoke about the money Some people would say this is Probably one of his biggest errors Was signing with Spark Sport Criticised for taking access away from the game From a lot of sports fans Do you think that was a bit of an error From his part?
1: Need to take the game away from sports fans It wasn't that damn difficult To get the app And watch it and it was cheap 30 bucks you watched the whole summer I was sick of sitting there in cafes And old dribblers coming up to me and saying, oh, I can't get the cricket now. Well, you could. And then I'd start explaining how you do it. It's not that difficult, but you'd see their eyes glaze over. I mean, New Zealanders need to be what they wish for. They were bitching and moaning about Sky being a monopoly and it's all too expensive. We need a change. So in comes the change, and they bitch and moan about that. <laughs> hey, Mark, just still, we've, we've talked to a, a number of people around why uh, New Zealand cricket struggles at, at international level, and it's all about I remember Baz, um, when we spoke to him about the amount of games that the English get to play, the Pakistan get to play, India get to play. The new guy coming in, and how does he create more opportunities and more games for the black caps? Yeah, that, that's a fantastic question, and, and one that I'm always asking myself. And, and you know, it, it just—I think—it just comes down to the respect that our side garners around the world, and and it does. It, you know, that people always go, "Oh, New side, you know, it's always a good class." So why do we only end up getting two two test series? I can understand at home um, when it comes—you know—that's the uh, the financial cost of running the game, and in New Zealand, really the only tours that make money is England because they the rights that, the you know, you sell the rights back to England or around the world, people love watching the English, the English love watching the English, that makes money. India, that makes money. All the others really don't make money. And um, test matches, obviously, with a five-day nature, they cost a lot of money. But we only get those sort of two test series around the world as well. Um, you know, that's the challenge to actually make New Zealand um, some sort of, yeah, just, just lift them a cog in terms mm-hmm. of being in a... Side to play, and I un- and I cannot, for the life of me, understand why that is not the case. We can't do much more. Perhaps we've got to actually finally win a World Cup. It's not good enough, um, not having one awarded to us. Um, you know, and becoming first equal. Maybe maybe we've got to, got to win one. Maybe that'll make the difference. But then it hasn't really done that much. You could say for for Sri Lanka, it, I, it's a head scratch for me. How, how New Zealand, as a team, gets more cricket, it's, yeah, maybe that's... I, I think that is one of the first big challenges, and I don't have an answer for you. Mm.
0: One, one of the biggest challenges, particularly with New Zealand rugby, is the overseas player eligibility. Do you think that his successor needs to be someone with an open mind when it comes to allowing players to play overseas as the power of the white ball leagues grow?
1: Yeah, well, that, that's to and fro, isn't it, at right now? Um, mm. You know, you've got Trent Bolt, you've had a few other high profile players or handy players. We would have liked to see more of Colin de I think we really missed Colin de in the recent um, Test summer, actually. Um, but he, he decided, you know, he was going to go off and, and play in the T20 competitions. And there's so many of them, and they're growing, and they're obviously backed by the superpower of India. Um, but you can understand that players, um, you know, they'll want certainty of income. And they want to uh, make, make as much money as they possibly can while they're at their best, and, and that will pull. And so it will be a push and pull because I don't think New Zealand's in a situation that, you know, do like a, a blanket ban. Uh, we're not the all blacks. Uh, we can't say you've got to be yeah. playing in New Zealand to, to be playing for um, the black caps. So that, that, I think it has to be an element of give and take while, you know, still, still maybe, you know, just keep holding on to the reins as tightly as you can for a wee while. Um, but then, then, you know, go back to the last question. If New Zealand was playing more cricket, um, if New Zealand cricket was generating more money and getting a bigger slice of the pie, then, you know, you can you can keep your players playing for New Zealand a bit longer because you can remunerate them um, a little bit more.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, Riga. Oh, we're going to have to shoot off, mate. We appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your thoughts. David White stepping down. As uh, as CEO of New Zealand Cricket, I think he's done a great job going through a pretty golden era with New Zealand Cricket. Hopefully his successor can carry on uh, that trend, but time will tell, mate. Appreciate it. Take care, Riggert. Thanks very much.
1: Alright, no Good day, you guys.